Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen. It is a beautiful day today, wherever you are. It's always a beautiful day if you make it that way. Okay, enough of the fluffy, fluffy stuff. Guys, we have had to act and react quickly because the market has changed very quickly in a short amount of time. And although we like to talk about uh, education and opportunities and interviews, sometimes we have to hop on and just do a podcast about what's happening. And it seems like that's happened a few times lately. We're pumped to bring you guys education and break down these complex strategies and really help you understand what exactly is happening in the mortgage marketplace. But today is not about just the mortgage marketplace. It's about the real estate marketplace, long-term planning, and what you need to consider when the market shifts like it has right now. So take a deep breath relax because we got your back we got your back guys hey so this episode my partner dean lawton and myself alex mcfadden two of the partners here at thrive mortgage co unfortunately derek's not here with us today but we had a good one-on-one -on -one conversation today about what's recently happened in the market because there have been some big changes and big announcements and the news is making a mockery and a mess of everything We're, we broke it down what is actually happening what the impact is to you and why your long-term plan is really critical whenever you're getting into the real estate game. Now, again, whether you're selling real estate, whether you're buying, you're investing, you're going to get some value out of this one for sure because we brought some key tips that we definitely implement on a daily basis. Guys, if you're loving this podcast, there's one thing I ask from you every single time, which is to leave us a five-star review if you're loving the show we want to hear from you the second thing if you're feeling extremely generous shout us out on instagram tag us we have an instagram handle at the ybr remo show and our business page at thrive mortgage co we love to hear from our listeners let us know what you're thinking and what kind of content that you want to hear and this brings me to my favorite part of the uh, intro which is where i get to talk about the five star interview of the week we've been giving away a lot of coffee and cups lately because we get some awesome reviews so today's review comes from one crazy chick man these itunes names are hilarious if you're hearing this don't forget to screenshot send us your address over to our page so we know who the heck you are one crazy chick she says these guys just make sense they take numbers make them easy to understand and they give fantastic tips and tricks around navigating often confusing world of lending that was a tongue twister give them a listen you won't be disappointed and you'll learn a ton. My favorite real estate and mortgage podcast. Thank you, One Crazy Trick. You got some coffee and a mug coming your way. Really appreciate you guys. Hey, as always, we run a show uh, called the YPR Remo Show that you're listening to right now. We focus on creating value and wealth in real estate. But one thing is we are a mortgage company and we focus on taking care of good people. If you want to reach out to see if we are a good fit to serve you, make sure to check out our website thrivemortgage.ca. Find us on Instagram at Thrive Mortgage Co. Um, or give us a call. Love to help you out. Enjoy the show. We'll talk to you soon. What's up, guys? You are listening to the YBR Remo Show, where we talk all things Vancouver real estate and mortgages, take boring topics, and make them interesting. Make sure to stay tuned to listen to everything you need to know how to put cash back in your pocket, create wealth in real estate, and simplify the complicated. We're going to talk a little bit about what's recently happened in the interest rate market. Being in the mortgage space, a lot of people are asking us questions right now because there have been some changes. And then additionally, we're going to talk about why those changes shouldn't impact you as much as you think 
if you set yourself up for success. What a week, Dean. What a week. Oh, it's been a crazy week, to say the least. There's been so much activity in the in all the markets, whether it's the real estate market, the bond market, the mortgage rate market, everything has just been off the charts. And uh, I don't think there's any better time to to just talk about the reaction to rates and just to your point, always keeping that long-term vision top of mind because it's so it's so important in, in, in these times to, to keep that long-term vision. It really is. And I mean, I think we should start off the episode just talking to the people here about what's actually happened recently and a little bit about the why uh, well, the why of this is happening right now. So unless you're hiding under a rock, which some people do, unless you were hiding under a rock, and if you're listening to this podcast episode, you probably were not, uh, you heard, whether through us, our Instagram, or just generally speaking, the news, that uh, interest rates, uh, some interest rates to be clear, are on the rise right now. But you might not have heard why that's happening and kind of what's behind the scenes, if you will, in a nutshell. Uh, we look up a lot of times to some of the economists to help us break these things down and make sense of what's almost like another language to most people in the market. So what we'll try to focus on today is uh, a broad understanding as to what just happened in the marketplace and what the impact is on consumers, investors, borrowers, basically anybody that's related to the real estate market. Dean, do you want to lead us off on this? Yeah, I think the key word that you mentioned is confusion. Like most clients in, in the market are confused about what's going on. And all of a sudden seeing fixed rates start to go up when the message has been for quite some time now that rates are going to remain extremely low and not go up over the next two to three years. So we're there, there's a lot of confusion because like now why all of a sudden are these rates going up? And so the activity in the market is a direct impact as to why and that's what we're going to touch on today for sure so in the last week we saw a message come out on in february uh, from sherry cooper letting us know about the government uh, uh bond yield rising uh 27 basis points and this was uh, about a week ago or so up to uh, just over 0.69 so it rose really quickly there and then literally a day or two later we hit one percent on the bond yield chart now a lot of people don't know exactly what that is so just uh, a clear uh, understanding, we are talking first and foremost about uh, a lever which will impact fixed rate mortgages and not variable rates. So we wanna be very clear about that when we're having this conversation right now that it's impacting fixed rates. It's not the only, there are other factors. That being said, the bond yield is one of the key indicators of where fixed rates lie at a certain given time. And with this type of an increase in a short amount of time, there was undoubtedly going to be a surge in the banks looking to increase what they call their spread, which is the difference between um, the cost and what you're paying for your mortgage interest rate. So we saw that happen very quickly. And uh, as of this episode, we've seen most of the banks and any lender for that matter increase their interest rates. Our world is still a pretty small percentage based on where rates are today, but they've gone up about a quarter percent in a relatively short amount of time on the fixed rate side. Dean, what else did you see from that uh, announcement a few days ago? So what was really interesting to me is the bond rate reached a level, like you mentioned, above 1%. That was That's where we were pre-COVID. So just before COVID, that's roughly where we were. And, and what was really interesting to me is just to look back at where fixed rates were at that point in time. And they were at around 2.89 to 3.1%. 
that's where the fixed rate was. And so that's interesting to me because a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, now we're going to go up to that point. And, and that's not the case. So, so that, that's again, where more confusions come into play for the ones that did know that to your point, that that fixed rate market is, is essentially being dictated by the bond rate. It, it, it's not going to get up to where it was pre COVID, but it, it just tells us we do have upward pressure coming and, and we're already starting to see that. Yeah, and don't make any bones about it. We're in a low interest rate environment still right now, an extremely low interest rate environment. It was only over the first month of the year where we saw rates hit again, rock bottom, rock bottom, rock bottom. So we are still extraordinarily low, but it's important to understand that these levers do impact fixed interest rates. I think another important factor that we uh, are, are forgetting as consumers, because a lot of times people are looking at the news for information, which is the wrong place to look. Come here for it, guys. The Bank of Canada governor, Tiff Macklem, said uh, more or less that it's a long road to recovery for the Canadian economy. There's so many factors that are still uh, lagging behind. There's still quite a bit of unemployment. The greater Toronto area is still in a complete lockdown right now. And so it, it appears, and then based on the economic predictions right now, that we're still looking at uh, the BOC keeping its effective interest rate, which is what impacts impacts lines of credit and variable rate mortgages at 25 basis points for another two more years. And so while we're seeing these increases in fixed rate mortgages, and it is going to impact the market, which we'll talk about in a quick minute here, I think it's important for people to keep a level head about the fact that not all interest rates are being impacted. And it doesn't mean that the economy is just blowing up right now. It's just that there are some factors at play which are pushing this pressure up. For sure. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I wouldn't change anything you said there. One one point to mention is like we OK, we're seeing this surge in bond rates. We could easily see it drop back down like we're not no one's predicting it to drop back down immediately. But if you if we look at the activity over the course of the pandemic, we have seen ups and downs. It's been a bit of a roller coaster. And so to see this spike and then potentially come right back down is could be very, uh, very much likely. And so that's ultimately why we're not going to just see this massive hike in fixed rates all of a sudden. It's going to be very gradual because everything's going to be taken very slowly in this current climate. And two, usually with the big five banks are kind of the ones to lead this charge when it comes to rates going up. And yes, we're starting to see those banks slightly move. But when I say slightly, like we're talking 0.5 percent like point ten, like what one zero percent like it's sorry point zero five percent point one zero percent it's very minimal uh and so again for the people that are like i i, I want to be in a fixed rate uh, should now is now the time to lock in like we're getting that now right where you know maybe people are in a variable and they're thinking should i lock in is now the time or are we at rock bottom we very much could be at rock bottom we could be but i i i've always been of the mindset like there's no need to urgently react and make decisions short term and then it kind of just goes back to our theme here of long-term vision uh, there's nothing wrong with riding out a variable rate term if that's the term you're in and there's and because of a lot of reasons and we you know we can touch on those now if you'd like well we'll get into the long-term vision planning but i think this you, you hit the nail on the head exactly so 
these spikes that you're talking about, we've seen them, I think to be really clear for anybody watching or listening and trying to understand this, we have seen a variety of increases and decreases and spikes and ups and downs over the course of the last year. And it's been very volatile in, very, in quite a few markets. And um, I think what I would echo from anyone listening to this is exactly what you said. Your long-term plan should not be affected by a one day or two days. Uh, look at the stock market and what happened a year ago. Obviously, things crashed pretty quickly, went down, you know, 30% overnight. And, you know, over the course of the remainder of the year, uh, we were up up and up over, I think it was like 16% in, in many markets. Like it was a big increase by the end of the year. So if you had that short-term plan of sell off right away, as soon as you hit the bottom, um, then you were going to lose. And it's the same thing. If you if you tried to, to ride the wave, you were in a better position because you had a long-term strategy. And although not everything has recovered, long-term planning in every capacity makes sense. And we'll talk about some tips on that in a minute here. But I mean, bottom, bottom line from my perspective, if you are already converted to the fixed rate mortgage market, if you already don't care about you know any of the other considerations on the fixed rate, I would say it does make sense to kind of lock in a, a, a pre-approval rate, uh, rate hold with us when you are looking to shop. Keep in mind, these are only held for up to 120 days. Typically, it means you have to buy in the next 120 days, right? So it's very important to keep that in mind. It's not like you get 120 plus 120 plus 120 or something of that nature. It's at that time. That's important. And the other thing to keep in mind is this is going to impact the housing market. It will. We are going to see when rates increase quickly or when people think they do, we see a lot of people get off the sidelines and start rushing out to make offers. So if we thought things were fast and furious before, there will be an echo in one, two, three weeks if things continue where we'll see things even heat up even more in the next little bit here. That's a really good point. And that is bang on. That is very likely what we're going to see if we continue to follow this trend now of rates slightly going up. Even just like to your point, it's it, there's a lot of chatter now. Like people are asking questions. People are wondering what's going on. So with with chatter and confusion, mixed messages out there, it is going to cause another surge. And it's everyone's probably thinking like anyone in the real estate industry is thinking when we hear another surge, like how can it get any crazier? Right. Like it's uh, but we're yeah, we're in for a ride to say the least. So but again, like making urgent decisions is definitely not what we're what we're uh, encouraging here we're just trying to take you know kind of take the pull the curtains back i guess you could say and and just kind of really look at the true facts uh, if you don't have a stomach for it get out right now uh as a as a final note on that point you know listen we're, we're dealing with new variants of this disease of which I have no understanding at this point right now. We are not doctors. We're not going to go on Google and talk about this, but there are new variants and we knew on that. And so it, it, let's just say things go back into hiding. I don't think we're out of hiding yet, but things go back into hiding again. Uh, we could see everything we just talked about reverse long-term planning folks, long-term planning. So just a quick once over, uh, we explained, you know, fixed interest rates, they have slightly gone up. Keep your head on guys. It's only about a quarter percent. We're right back to where December was. So it's not all that bad. Um, has nothing to do with variable rates. Okay. And you know, keep in mind, everything is still historically low. Speaking about variable rates, we were having this chat earlier today as we had a rate sheet sent to us an interest rate sheet in, ca in case anybody doesn't know lenders change their rates on the fly all the time we had them sent at like two three four o'clock in the afternoon yesterday heck it, you know we're on a weekend right now recording because we're working so hard and we had a rate sheet come through at 9 30 this morning from one of our underwriters and you pointed something out, out really quickly 
Uh, share what that was, Dean. Yeah, the variable rate actually went down. So the variable rate discount, I'll be uh, I'll be specific in that, went went actually went up. <laughs> so what that means is variable rates are always based on prime, and the discount has got has increased. So what that means is that ultimately the the final rate that you would receive went down by 0.10% with a big five bank, one of our top lenders. And so that is really interesting because all of a sudden that same lender raised fixed rates by 0.1, I think 0.10%, but then dropped their variable. So <laughs> what do you make of that, right? Well, it's interesting to say the least. Um, and it's just another, uh, I guess, wrinkle in people's plans when it comes to uh, fixed versus variable. It makes that variable interest rate option just continue to look better and better and better. And as a quick reminder, if you are locked into a variable right now and it's, you know, let's say prime minus 50 or worse, talk to us guys, talk to us, because you can do better than that in this market right now. And, and I would definitely recommend locking in. So let's talk a little bit about uh, how that fits into long-term planning. We wanted to riff for a few minutes here and, and give you guys some value and talk about some long-term planning decisions as you're looking to get into the market today. Uh, a few things, a few facts to consider. And we have some follow-up episodes, which will go over these strategies in a lot more detail uh, later on. But I think like typically, you know, right off the bat, like talking about cash strategies to me is, really an important consideration. Some of these things we talked about in previous episodes. So again, we won't talk too much about it, but just generally speaking, some things to think about. Now, to make more sense of it, so you guys are wondering what the heck is Alex talking about here? Long-term planning, we're talking about when you're buying a home, looking for a next investment, setting yourself up for uh, your financial strategy for life. It's just basically things to start thinking about, right? Dean, do you have anything else to add to that before we get into that piece? The only thing we, we talked, you briefly talked about a tip around lock, like if you're if you're sitting on the fence and you have a pre-approval locking in, um, and that's that definitely goes in line with long-term planning, making sure you're kind of set up for when you are ready and and not having to feel that urgent rush to get in, like doing that rate hold. I just want to touch on that because one quick piece there, when you're doing a, when you're putting in for a rate hold, you're not getting today's best rate. So banks aren't going to give you the best fixed rate today. And so I just want to make that really clear because a lot of people think, oh, great, you know, fixed rates are 1.84%. Let me get a rate hold. Well, the bank actually typically gives you a little bit of a, a higher rate when, when it comes to rate holds. So just wanted to point that out, but still very prudent decision to make. And I think that's that's ultimately like one of the biggest ones I'd like to touch on is just being prepared and not feeling that urgent rush and having that, you know, that security there. Yeah, that's a, that's a really key point, Dean. Thanks for uh, breaking that out. Again, if you guys want to talk about getting a rate hold in place, have a conversation with us. We'll see if it makes sense to do so for you. Uh, so a couple of strategies right now to start planning for it. And let's assume that we are going into either a higher interest rate market or there could be some changes to some volatility in your life. I, I talk cash strategies, a few things that you should be doing right now, kind of going back to the center of COVID. People are getting loose with their money right now. They're spending money on housing and all sorts of you know uh, things for their houses, which is great because typically that means they're increasing their property values over time. But they're also spending a lot of money. We're seeing a lot of people paying more than they need to, even in this low interest rate environment right now. Number one, do a do essentially an, uh, a full breakdown of all of your expenses 
is right now. Look at your credit cards, your lines of credit, your car loans, and all these other considerations. When interest rates are low, they're not gonna last like that forever. Look at your consolidation strategies now. You could save not only like literally thousands of dollars on a monthly basis, the interest savings are astronomical. I see, sometimes I see people that say, you know, I don't wanna refinance. I don't wanna put my credit card or these types of debts, you know, 10, 20, $30,000 in my, in my mortgage because I don't want my mortgage to go up, but they're willing to spend 19 to 20% on their, their, their credit card. That is insane. That means you're just giving more money to Visa and MasterCard and Amax. They do not need any of your money. They do not need it. Just what a strategy here would be to consolidate it into a lower cost mortgage, if it makes sense, and then just increase your payment. So you're paying off more faster. We do that with a lot of people. So that'll be my first tip. Yeah, that's a good point because we see that all the time, especially with car loans. Like best rates for a car loan are typically 4.99%. Like if you have a car loan that's around 4.99%, you actually have a very good car loan rate. Um, you know, whenever you see really like lower rates than that, it's usually because you bought it brand new and there was some sort of an incentive from the dealer. But if, you're, if your rate on your car loan is anything higher than your mortgage, you should absolutely consider rolling that car loan in. And then to your point, just increasing your payments to make it meet the same timeline of paying it off. In fact, you'll actually pay it off quicker if you if we actually look at those numbers and you just increase your payment accordingly. So yeah, like, I mean, Visa is just a, an outrageous one. Like that, that cost scenario, it just will blow you out of the water how much extra money you're paying towards Visa and MasterCard. But car loans are also a big one that people don't think about. And the other thing that's crazy about car loans is, is it really impacts your qualification. And so if you are looking at long-term planning, you are looking to buy another rental home or your first rental home or a vacation home or upsize your home, whatever the case is, you know, a $700 payment on a $30,000 loan is going to significantly impact your ability to qualify for more. And so if we can restructure things now, like that is 100% the best thing you can do for long-term planning. Second consideration there, if you're going through that, we're gonna piggyback again. This, this is kind of looking at long-term. Most people that we talk to have literally zero money set aside for any type of retirement. I'm talking like peanuts, nothing negative, which there's no judgment coming from us. We don't know what happened in your life, anything that could have occurred, and it's expensive to live in the Fraser Valley, most Canada, to be honest with you. So there's no judgment from us, but now is the time to start considering that nest egg. Okay, so so you've now consolidated these debts and now you have cash flow available for 500, 800, $1,000 per month. What if instead of increasing your mortgage payment because you're paying less, what if you started putting that money aside into some form of investment? Now, again, uh, presumably a lot of our listeners are interested in investing in real estate, but let's say for a second, you're not interested in that. And that's not something you're open to at this moment in time. Why not start investing in some, some mortgage investment corporations or start investing into whatever? Really, at the end of the day, my point of what I'm trying to get to is you got to think about your opportunity cost. If it's going to cost you uh, 20% and you've reduced that cost down to 2%, but then you can take that cash money and you can earn 8%, 10%, 15%, that should be working towards your future nest egg. So do not forget about that nest egg because that is key, folks. Listen, you're going to be at retirement age before you know it. And if you don't have this conversation now, it could be a really crappy conversation when you're 65. Yeah, now, now this is the time of year to actually have those conversations with your financial planner, with the, you know, the tax tax coming around. You know, we're in tax season right now. So this is the time to do it with RSPs and everything else. And yeah, like if, if we can, like, it's funny, like just that example, we've had a couple times, like the client went from 2.69 to 1.4%, freed up like $400 of cash flow a month. 
And they're, you know, the goal could be, oh, great, well, I'll keep my payment the same and pay down my principal quicker, which could be a great option. But why are we rushing to pay down a mortgage or any debt at 1.4%? Like, I would, I would argue that almost any financial planner could get you a lot more than 1.4% of a return with that four or $500 a month in a plan. Well, yeah, and some of the guys that, that we work with have shown us uh, just some of the returns that they've been able to achieve for not only our personal investments outside of real estate, but uh, some of our clients that we've recommended. So if you're looking for somebody, reach out. We'll be happy to put you in place for that. Um, on that note, Dean, so so using money more effectively, uh, this is going to be a super obvious thing, but it's something that actually I'm surprised people do not do or ever do. I don't care if you're an investor. I don't care if you're a first-time buyer. It doesn't matter if you're a real estate agent. You need to do at least at least once per year. You need to revise your budget, your cash flow, your cash flow calculations. What's in, what's out. Netflix, Prime, like those, you got like Disney Plus, you got Netflix, you got Prime, you got 15 different uh, things that you're subscribing to on a monthly basis, not to include, you know, include the, the skip the dishes you're doing every single night because you're working your butt off so much. Uh, look at your cash flow, guys. It's not that hard. Start to take a trim. I know... You know, during COVID, this was a bigger conversation because people weren't working, but your your budget can balloon right back up so quickly if you're not paying attention to your numbers. This is the time to look long-term, but play the short-term and look at your numbers now. Yeah, we have great tools that we can share on budgeting, like budgeting spreadsheets and just really, really effective tools that can help you. So if you'd like that, we'd happily share that for, for with anyone. Also, like think of your bank account as a bit of a, your own dashboard. Like, the, nowadays, most banks will offer pretty much free online accounts that are just meant for like online banking. So, you know, you got your main account, which has your all your expenses and your income going into. Think about setting up some other accounts for certain things like taxes, you know, um, vacations when we can get back to that. Um, just general savings. Like for, for myself, I have seven bank accounts and, I, and it's like my dashboard, me looking at those bank accounts. I know exactly what's going on. Um, and so that's just an, an, an added layer of budgeting. But yeah, revise your budget, just recalibrate your mindset when it comes to budgeting. Listen, hey, you, you made a good point. Use the tools that you have available online from these banks for free. Just don't take advice from them because you're probably gonna get sold on something you don't need. That's key. Um, let's, okay, let's talk a little bit. So long-term planning, you know, for a lot of people, it's trying to figure out and understand okay, this next plan or, or where I'm going to go. Now, whether again, so you're a first time buyer trying to figure out, should I buy into the condo that I don't want to be in for the next five years? Or if you're that person who's like, okay, how do I buy that first or second investment? Like, how do I even figure that out? There's a few key points that we're going to talk about on that vision. Again, these are certainly full episodes, but just to give you some snippets today, because that's a theme. Uh, number one, let's just talk about it right now. You're getting into the mortgage space today. So again, we saw fixed rates going up. What that's going to do is it's going to get a lot of people to question their decision to think about going variable. I had a bunch of my clients who are already approved calling me back over the last week saying, hey, should we should we actually go fixed right now? Like, should we lock in today? Like, what do we do here? And I always say the same thing. Let's go back to why you went with that variable rate mortgage. And undoubtedly, it's not the same for every person. But there's one factor that seems to be the same for most of these people. And it's something we call flexibility. You know, in, well, it's always crazy when I talk to an American and try to explain penalties in banks and in mortgages in Canada. But like the penalty, it's the number one thing. Time and time and time again, your bank penalties are so massive that this can impact your ability to do other things. There's other factors. We've talked about variable rates in the past. 
But like that is one thing that you should never forget if you made a decision is the why, right? Don't forget why just because something else happened. Yeah, it's a really good point. And depending on the lender you're with, we're looking at historical low fixed interest rates pretty much across the board. But when I say depending on the lender, you we could be looking at historical size penalties in, in the next two to three years when rates do come back up to normal levels. So penalties are so important because if you don't think you're going to be in that home for the next five years, or you don't think you're going to need to refinance or, oh God, you know, God forbid a, a divorce or any, you know, tragedy, we're looking at penalties and there's no forgiveness like ever. It doesn't matter what the situation is. A bank almost never forgives a penalty. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a good point. So if you're not sure right now, and we're thinking about that long-term planning thing, don't forget the reason why you did what you did. Uh, and remember a couple things. Uh, let's just talk for a quick second here about those people we mentioned, those first time buyers, not sure, should I get in the market? It's not what I wanted. You know, we've seen town pr house prices rise. Some people are getting priced out. We've seen house prices rise. Some people are getting priced out of there. And now we're starting to see the first time buyers start to get squeezed out too. And I've had these conversations lately, which is like, oh, you know, I can't, I, you know, that town, I can't do it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to buy. I'm just going to wait uh, another year. I'm going to wait another two years. I'm going to see if the market does something. Guys, number one, this is a forced savings plan. Right now you're like living in this rental or wherever you are and you're not getting any equity. So you're living in this property and you're paying off a loan. This is forced savings for you. Part of this is going to principal. You're building equity. You now own this real estate. So if it goes up in value, you're also gaining money on the equity of the home. Uh, the second thing to keep in mind, guys, just because you buy this home today, you don't need to live in it for five or 10 years. You could buy it, move into it for a year, year and a half, two years, whatever, and then move out. Like what if you bought a place in the Valley and then you grew out of it and you know you can own this thing and rent it out? Again, this is one of the easiest ways to get into real estate investing is to buy a property. You don't have to buy it where you want to live long-term and then rent it out afterwards, right? Or, 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 or even the third option, sorry, Dean, I got you off here, but the third option, just quite literally, like some of these clients I'm talking to, they got a, they got a huge nest egg and they don't have to do their money. They live in like, let's say they got an awesome rental in downtown Vancouver, just, just loving life down there. Buy a rental somewhere out in the Valley where you might want to move one day or you, or, or where you might want to transition or somewhere else for that matter. Put your money in the market. Right. So think that long term vision. Totally. Yeah. Great point. I mean, I have a client currently right now. He is renting, doesn't own any property, but wants to own something. To your point, found cheap rent in the city because rental rates have just gone down in, in the downtown Vancouver core home prices. We've talked on that before, but he's renting currently in the city and he wants to own a property. So he's buying a vacation home in Kelowna. Hey, whatever works, right? Get your money in the market, get it working for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So here's a good comparison. So again, let's just talk, let's talk long-term. Okay. But let's talk right now. Um, I want to end off the episode with some facts here and talk a little bit about if you wait um, versus getting in the market right now. And I, I, like, I just want to put some numbers to it, some context, because again, these people that I'm hearing from, uh, that there's either two people I'm hearing from right now, people that are rushing and trying to get in right now, or the people that are saying, no chance, I'm going to wait a year or two years or whatever. So let's just talk for a quick second. If someone, I brought this example because someone talked to me the other day. So they didn't build, purchase a property for a million dollars and that mortgage was 800,000. So they wanted to put 20% down. Their monthly payment would be 2874. If interest rates were to rise by 1%, okay? That new payment would be $3,280. Now, why does that matter? Because obviously that's not going to be the end of the world, a $400 difference on a monthly payment on a million dollar purchase. 
But this matters because for a lot of people, the most important factor is their budget. So if, if you wait another year, even if real estate prices were to hover in and around the you know $25,000 drop there, for that same $2,800, you would lose $100,000 of mortgage money. So what does that mean? That means in a year from now, if interest rates go up by 1%, $700,000 is going to cost you what $800,000 did today. So even if that property went down by $25,000, you're actually going to spend more on a monthly budget basis, which to be honest with you, is the number one thing that impacts people day by day. Seven years from now, 10 years from now, that property is going to rebound. But your budget right now is what's going to impact you today. So that's something very important to think about. Yeah, absolutely. It, it is going to rebound for sure in that amount of time. And you're going to pay a significant uh, principal pay down. Like you're going to have some significant principal pay down there. So yeah, it's a good example. Bottom line, guys, if you're going to do something, think long term, but make decisions now. Uh, obviously, talk to an expert like us, know exactly what you're getting into. And of course, this is why you trust people like us to make good, solid decisions. Dean, I think that's it. Anything else? That's it for me. No, it was good. All right. Mr. Dean Laden, myself, Alex McFadden, missing our partner, Derek Williamson today. We're Thrive Mortgage Co. And we want to help you build a mortgage strategy for life. Have a good one.